You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Putting your life back together after serving a term in prison is not easy, as we've heard time and time again in media reports. But putting it back together after six different prison terms over 15 years while struggling with the death of a child and struggling with drug addiction, that is a struggle few people can even imagine. It's something that Susan Burton, though, has lived, and she's documented her experience in a new book. She's from South Los Angeles, now works on issues related to incarcerated women, and she is in town for an author talk at Source Bookstore tomorrow from 6 to 7 p.m. Susan Burton, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having me here on the show. Yeah. Uh, So in your book, uh, you you sort of set this set up your life as this boy. I'm trying to find the right words. the The word that comes to mind more than than anything else is isolation. That despite all of the things that you were dealing with, despite all of these sort of challenges that came to you, there wasn't anyone who really reached out to say hey, look, I can help you through that, and you don't have to react the way that you are. And that's what leads you to time in prison and all of these other sort of calamities. It's it's the isolation that you've felt and experienced after the things that happened to you. Yes. um, You you call it isolation. Um, I I call it uh, sort of like... Uh, invisibility mm-hmm. of my Another great word. Yeah, yes, the invisibility of what was happening to me, um, what I needed, um, and uh, no um, um, thought or interest in uh, interrupting mm-hmm. the cycle of violence, trauma, abuse uh, on so many different lay- layers. Uh, and uh, still today, I look at our responses to um, people, uh, and it's as if the issues that they've, or, or the experiences that they have, you know, they're Somehow invisible. It's their fault, right? Yeah, it, it's invisible in the whole um, sort of addressing the 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 the. Uh, what's happening in, in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, a whole lot of things happen before that moment. <laughs> right. So right. Um, in the book, I, I lay the book out in a way that you uh, get to experience uh, and understand what happened during um, uh, 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 my incarceration and prior to my incarceration. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that happens that triggers these things for you is that your son is killed and he's killed by a police officer who runs him over. And as you say, doesn't even stop to even figure out what, what, what happened. Uh, But, but it's, again, there is, there isn't this outreach even from the police department to you to say, Hey, we're really sorry about that. And, and do you need some help with, with dealing with this? So you turn, to drugs, you right. turn to these yes. these other yes. things. Uh, the policeman that hit my car, hit my son and and killed him, uh, never got out of the car, and the police department never even said, "Miss Burton, uh, 
we're sorry, it was an accident. You know, I, I understand it was an accident, but them not coming to even acknowledge that one of their um, officers in the LAPD department had killed my son, that was no accident. Mm-hmm. And And I walked around for... Uh, years and years, decades, really hurt by that. And at some point, um, I recognized that I had to get on with my life and that that grudge and that deep hole of um, revenge was something that just weighed me down. And mm-hmm. I wanted my life to be meaningful and purposeful. And that's why I started a new way of life reentry project. Yes. Uh, talk a little about that whole idea of reentry. Here's another place where, in our culture right now, there's almost no real support for people coming out of prison. You're done with your time, go back to the community, figure it out on your own. Yeah. We say that almost literally yes. to many people. Yeah. And, well, you know, there is some attention being given to men and boys of color. And the mass incarceration sure. of men. We started to talk about it. We started that. to talk about it. We started to place resources in the area. But we're not talking about women. We're not researching um, the numbers of women. We know that uh, uh, women, the incarceration of women has rose over 700%. Uh, but how, how many does that, is that, you know, and what is the, uh, age and and gen uh, age and and um, uh, uh, racial breakdown. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Right. Um, as I was writing the book and I was researching for information, I was like, why aren't we, you know, trying to understand the mass incarceration of women? Mm-hmm. Um, I know historic, you know the 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 kind of label and burden that's been placed on the the shoulders of women. You know, um, you're a bad girl. Mm-hmm. You did, you're not supposed to go to prison, and therefore I'm not even just going to even think about you. I'm writing you off. But we're here. We're here in large numbers. And um, we, you know, are calling and asking for, you know, attention to, to, to the mass incarceration, sure. attention to what it does when you remove um, the last piece piece that's holding the, the, the family together, From, especially the black yeah, family. Yes. You know, wh- what happens to that community? So uh, I wrote the book, Becoming Miss Burton, and, uh, you know, I want to use it as a, um, a way of, of, of stirring the conversation around mm-hmm. women. Yeah. Uh, when you when you talk about your book with women with young women, I, I'm curious what their what their reaction is. Uh, women who have not yet had to deal with some yeah. of the things that you've had to deal with. Um, I was in the juvenile hall in San Francisco with a group of young women, and when I walked in and began talking to them, you know, I saw me. I saw me when I was 16 and yeah. 17. Yeah. I saw me um, sort of uh, uh, disconnected from who I was, uh, disassociated mm-hmm. from who I was. But as I spoke um, to the women, I could see them uh, coming back. I could see them 
uh, saying, oh, my father's brother did this to me. Mm -hmm. And so it sort of opened up a way of of them being able to have a conversation and knowing that this just uh, didn't happen to them. It happens across. And I think that we need to have the conversations. We can't just lock up uh, trauma. We can't lock up molestation. We can't lock up the abuse that women, we need to address it and allow them to heal from it and learn to protect themselves from it. Right. Uh, What about women on the other end of things, women who are more similar to you in the path that they've taken? I'm curious about their reaction. Yeah, so in the book, um, there's a chapter called Hurt People, Hurt People. Mm Mm-hmm. And in that chapter, I began it with the stats of 85 percent of women incarcerated have uh, experienced some sort of abuse, trauma, they are victims and violence. Themselves. They are victims. And, you know, why are we lock, locking them up instead of uh, treating the, you know, giving supports, therapy, um, uh, trauma centers, uh, ways of people to deal with that in a healthy, healthy way. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, prior, I had endured so much before my son um, was was killed, before I lost my son. Losing my son was just like, I, my like body can't, my yeah. body can't hold anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just the end. Yeah. Okay, Susan Burton, author of a memoir titled Becoming Miss Burton, From Prison to Recovery to Leading the Fight for Incarcerated Women. Susan is in town for an author talk at Source Booksellers tomorrow from 6 to 7 p.m. Susan, welcome, or thank you for being here on Detroit Today. I am so glad to be here. Thank you, Stephen. And great to have you, great to have you here in Detroit. All right, thanks. Okay, that's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.